Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Or should I say, hello there. We are going to talk about uh, two things. One, the passing of the great Alan Ladd Jr. And the teaser for Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's a really exciting time to be a Star Wars fan because uh, of these things. But also, a it's really exciting to be a nerd right now. Because the other day, we also got a teaser for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So, it's a good time if you're a fan of those franchises. But, we're going to talk about a bit of Star Wars, so join me in a minute. See ya. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Uh, my name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Or my breathing apparatus. Okay, so we have a bit of sad news we need to talk about, and that is the passing of one of Star Wars' greatest champions. And that is Alan Ladd Jr. Alan Ladd Jr. is the son of Alan Ladd. Alan Ladd was the a movie star known specifically, probably most famously, for his role in George Stevens' film Shane. Shane is a classic western. You should see it if you have not. And hopefully I have the right director on that. In fact, let me double check that, just to be sure. Sorry, very unprofessional of me, but, you know, I always like to check my facts. Yep, George Stevens. So, anyhow, Alan Ladd Jr. was the... Uh, at the time of Star Wars, he was the basically, according to Wikipedia, he was the president of Fox's film division. He was not, according to some people, president of Fox. He wasn't. He wasn't president of Fox. He was, yeah, president of Fox's film division, and before that. He'd been vice president of creative affairs at Fox. So, George Lucas came to pitch the idea for Star Wars. Uh, Alan Ladd Jr. had seen and admired American Graffiti. And believed in George Lucas. Believed in George Lucas's talent. And genius. You could you can find this in an interview with Alan Ladd in the documentary Empire of Dreams, which is a fantastic documentary about the making of Star Wars. That does contain a few inaccuracies, but nothing too major. Um, so he believed in the idea. And the making of Star Wars, as you might know, was 
quite literally a nightmare. It was horrible. And there was a lot of trouble at the studio because a lot of studio executives wanted to pull the plug on it because it was going over budget or they were disagreeing about the budget. They were having trouble with the story and the script. There were things going on at the locations where they were filming. In Tunisia, there was a big rainstorm. That hadn't happened in 50 years. It was a nightmare. It was a complete nightmare. But all in, all through it, all through the production, Alan Ladd would put his foot down at Fox and said, no, we are making this movie. He stood by and defended it at every turn. And when he saw the first public screening and saw how the audience reacted, he was moved to tears. He and Fox President Gordon Stolberg had stood by Lucas and stood by Star Wars and their patience and their I'm trying to think of the right word. And their belief in Star Wars was rewarded. And, of course, Alan Ladd Jr. went on to have a very successful career after Star Wars. Uh, eventually creating his own company, but also being behind... While well, he was still at Fox, he was also uh, been involved in the produ production production of Ridley Scott's Alien. Later, he founded his own company, The Lad Company, which also he co-founded with another of the executives that believed in Star Wars, Gareth Wigan, who was a great person to listen to in interviews about his feelings about Star Wars. The Lad Company would produce Blade Runner, the Right Stuff, Gone Baby Gone, The First Police Academy Movie, Outland, Night Shift, Chariots of Fire, which won Best Picture in 1982. Eventually, went on to work at MGM, where they produced Moonstruck, A Fish Called Wanda, Thelma and Louise. And eventually, he reformed the Lad Company under Paramount Pictures, where they produced Braveheart, which won Best Picture in 1996. So let us just say that the great Alan Ladd Jr. had quite a career. And without, and, and George Lucas will tell you this, without Ladd, or Laddie, as they called him, without his belief in Star Wars, and the fact that he would stand by Star Wars through thick and thin, without that, the movie never would have been made, and I would never have been here talking to you about Star Wars on a podcast. So, rest in peace, or as they say, rest in power. Alan Ladd Jr., thank you for everything you brought to us. Okay, folks, we're going to take a break to hear about our sponsor when we come back. I'm going to briefly discuss the Kenobi trailer. 
See you in a minute. Okay, we are back. All right, the Kenobi teaser. Wow, okay. This is a fantastic teaser. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't need to see any more trailers or teasers or anything. In fact, I may not. In fact, I may skip out entirely. Yesterday saw the release of an entertainment weekly article about Obi-Wan Kenobi and also the teaser. In fact, I didn't even know the teaser was out until I saw a tweet that it was out and I went and watched it immediately. I watched it twice, and I haven't watched it again since, but I have watched people's reactions to it. Okay, quite simply, it looked fantastic. So let me talk about the highlights. All right, Obi-Wan in the desert, very Lawrence Arabia, I like that. Then, of course, we see the Fortress Inquisitorious, I believe it's called. Which is the fortress where the Inquisitors, which to those of you who don't know, Inquisitors are Jedi Hunters. They're the Empire's Jedi Hunters. Who work under Darth Vader to find any remaining Jedi or any threat to the Empire involving Force users. Um, we see their fortress, which is on a water planet whose name escapes me right now. Uh, I don't want to get too much into the details. That is near Mustathar. And the citadel, the fortress, I should say, is shaped a little bit like Vader's castle. Anyhow, it's in the water. It's sticking up out of the ocean. Um, and that's from the Jedi Fallen Order video game. Okay, and we see, of course, the Grand Inquisitor. Those of you who watch Rebels will know this character. Now, really quickly, he's the leader of the Inquisitors, under Darth Vader, of course. Um, okay. Just to be fair, there was some discussion online about the fact that he looked horrible. He looked like crap, according to some. He looked really awful according to some uh, reviewers, commentators, that he looked just like he, he didn't look right. Okay. So let me be clear. When you are adapting an animated character to live action, this is going to happen. There were people who made similar complaints about Cad Bane, people who made you know, complaints about other characters that have come from animation to live action about them not looking right or complaining about something about the book. And honestly, I can't speak to that. All I know is I'm excited. All I know is we saw the Grand Inquisitor for like a total of two seconds at the most. So I just want to say, let's not judge the entire thing just based on two seconds. Let's wait till we actually see it and then reserve judgment till then. I don't want to say names, but there are people who I know and I respect. Who, honestly, I think they got it all wrong, but that's just me. He looks okay to me. He looks okay. He looks a little odd. 
But yet again, I'm going to wait and watch this series before I make any judgments. Okay, it's really cool to see him. Uh, we see some of his underlings. Uh, one of whom has kind of the white hat. That's the fifth brother. We have seen the fifth brother in Star Wars Rebels. We also get a new Inquisitor, the third sister. That is the black actress, um, Moses Ingram, who is, looks like she's in that town on Tatooine. Uh, we see her, and that's really cool because she's new. Um, we also see another Inquisitor who looks new. He's an alien of some sort, of what species I'm not able to tell. She has head tails, but she's not a Twi'lek. They're like smaller tendrils on the back of her head, I'm not really sure. Well, she is. She could be, you know what, she could be a uh, Zolophian, um, which are, they look human, but they have like these funny head tails. She could be one of those. She could have her head tails pulled back. She's new. I don't think she's from anything. Uh, we also get to see briefly Indra Dharma, who's an Indian actress. who's in Game of Thrones and Rome among her credits, appearing as a smartly dressed Imperial officer, which I think is perfect. She looked perfect in the role. Uh, we get to see Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen. He looks fantastic, gray in his beard. We get to see a new planet that uh, it looks very casino-ish. You know, it looks very like Reno or Las Vegas, you know, a lot of neon signs. I thought it was Narshada, but I don't think it's Narshada, which is a planet from uh, Legends and Canon, which kind of looks like that. I don't think it is. Uh, there's a you know, gunfight going on. I wonder if that's Obi-Wan actually using a blaster. I don't know. But let's make a special mention of the music. Hmm. Okay, they use Battle of the Heroes, which is the music when Obi-Wan and Anakin fight each other in on Mustafar in Revenge of the Sith. And then it segues when the Lucasfilm logo shows up. Oh, my word. Duel of the Fates, which has become, in many ways, the anthem of Star Wars just as much as the main title is. And it the, the the trailer or the teaser blends Battle of the Heroes and Duel of the Fates, just like it does in Revenge of the Sith when they cut back and forth to Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting to Yoda and Darth Sidious fighting. So we have that. That that is like fantastic. But another one I want to point out is we get to see Luke at like nine years old, ten years old, wearing goggles just like his dad wore on in the pod racer. And basically it looks like Luke is pretending to pod race. It is these marvelous echoes. George Lucas was absolutely right when he said it's like poetry, it rhymes. 
and getting to see these rhymes. And those are really the things that stood out to me as the most interesting in this teaser. There's many more things I could go into, but to me it looks pretty neat. And, um, you know, it looks like Obi-Wan's going to go off-world. We hear the breathing of Vader at the end. Now, let me just address the Vader really quick. I We know that we're going to see Vader. We know we're going to see him. Uh, Hayden has been cast. Lucasfilm has announced this made a big deal. They did not show him in the teaser. You know what? I don't want them to show him in teasers or trailers. Just because I want to... Uh, we all know he's going to show up. But I want the when and how to be a mystery. That's what I want. Which is one of the reasons I may not watch any more the the, the teasers. Also, Qui-Gon Jinn. Yoda told Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith that he would teach Obi-Wan how to commune with the spirit of Qui-Gon. We learn in the Clone Wars that Qui-Gon was able to preserve himself. His training was not complete when he was killed by Darth Maul. So at the time, he was only able to appear as a disembodied voice. The question now becomes, do Force Ghosts get to learn and grow and advance in the afterlife? Does he go from being a disembodied voice to a physical manifestation? I don't know. But nonetheless, I imagine that Liam Neeson will be returning in some fashion. Whether it's just his voice. But yet again, I don't want to show them to show that in the teaser. Or any trailer, because I want it all to be... We know it's coming, but yet again. I want the when and the how to be a surprise. Okay, folks. There we go. Looks fantastic to me. I was so pumped, and this blew my socks off, so to speak. And I think this is exactly the teaser that we were waiting for. Shame they couldn't have showed it at the Super Bowl, but whatever. It's great. All right, folks, those are my thoughts on the passing of the great Alan Ladd Jr. And the teaser for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi premieres on Disney Plus on May 25th. Exactly 45 years, 45 years after the release of A New Hope in theaters. All right, folks, those are my thoughts. Thank you for tuning in to Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>